What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report brought to you by Beyond the Monster. This is episode number 238. My name is Brad Chandler, and fucking Christ, I am sick of recording after the Red Sox get swept. I wanted to start with that. Let's uh, let's introduce our, uh, the co-hosts. We've got Jake today. How you doing, boss? Uh, I mean, it's like 85 degrees. It feels like August here in Massachusetts, so I, I can only feel so bad, but it's uh, not really uh, not really a, a fun time right now in general. Nope. Or the Red Sox, at least. Also, also with us, back from Florida himself, which Good. I want my team to be back from Florida <laughs> Because, God, that was an ugly-ass series. We have Mr. Ryan Brady. You look a little red in the face, buddy. You get some sun while you were down there? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I got more sun than the Red Sox got wins, but... uh... I mean, I got more sun than the Red Sox. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) That that doesn't take my low bar to clear there. (laughs) Fair, fair, fair. fair. So how's everybody doing? Everybody's good? Uh, Like I said, I'm just... I'm gonna I'm gonna just start by saying if they don't beat the twins, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> so next week. So after so after they play the Angels, they play the twins at home. And you're yeah, saying the, that, yeah, yeah, because you know you got you got the weekend crew who who'll uh record on uh, Monday, uh, because it's a four-game series and Monday is Patriots Day, and then they play the twins. Uh, I'll have to look it up. I don't have it right in front of me right now, but um they do play the twins and then I think it's a three game series, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, my God, I'm just so, t- it, we did this last year. Brady, you remember that? Like last year, it, it seemed like every series that we ended up recording when it was you, me and doing, it was after they lost. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, not fun. Um, I, is it maybe do the Red Sox do they have jobs during the week so they're they're coming into games or tired on the weekend they're off so they're rested and they kick ass like I don't really know what the actual problem is but there's definitely a weekday problem. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. All right, guys, let's just screw it. Let's just get into it. The Red Sox suck this series. I mean, the bats did come alive a couple times. Um, the first game, Nick Pavetta did pretty good. You know, he did Ooh. he did what he normally does when, when he's down in Tampa, though, you know. Mm-hmm. You'd have to think that uh, – how much do you think that – the dome actually plays to him being able to pitch uh, as well as he does, Jake? I don't know. I never really thought about it like that. So, so like, historically, his numbers are pretty good in, in the dome. Is that – I mean, like- I know the last time that he pitched in, in Tampa, he had a no-hitter going – that's and it right. got it had it got lost to a play at home plate. Oh yeah, the only guy that I know that that demonstrably, provably pitched better in the dome was Tim Wakefield. That's the only guy that I that I know of, just because the the you know the, the knuckleball he could put it pretty much wherever he wanted in the dome. Um, I don't know. It was a good yeah. Pavetta looked looked better. Um, and he was getting hit like a little pretty hard in the game, but at least they were finding gloves and he managed to get through. Uh, I think he, he pitched. Did he pitch six or did he pitch five? five? I think he only pitched yeah, five. And that's another thing five. that's that's a weird thing that's going on with this Red Sox team is that both because of lack of effectiveness and uh, I think them being super, super careful, um, 
the Red Sox are, I think, the only team in baseball that hasn't had a starting pitcher get to the sixth inning that, so far this year. And um, Pavetta has been just by the numbers, he's been the, the Red Sox best starter through two turns through, you know, his two starts. Like he has only given up one earned run in 10 innings. Um, it's, but he is, but he's been giving up hard contact and he kind of was, I think a little bit lucky in some spots, but he battled through it and gave, he's done through two starts. What I would want Nick Pavetta to do, like just get, get you through five innings and, and uh, hopefully you leave, he leaves the game with a lead. Um, but that's like if Nick Pavetta was, the fifth starter on a good team. Whereas sort of last season we saw that he was, he was like the ACE and pitched 180 innings. And this year um, it almost seems like it's shaping up similarly, but again, we don't have like Bayo is coming back in the rotation and, and you're hoping to get more uh, better out of Whitlock going forward. But um, that's one of the only bright spots of the series is you look and say, Hey, you got a good five inning start out of Pavetta. Yeah, the other thing that like kind of uh, I don't I don't know if concerning uh, being concerned or whatever uh, is the correct way. But I mean, like you go five innings, eighty five pitches. Um, I mean, throw him back out there. You're in a yeah. it, you know he's 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 not shoving, but he's doing his job. He's keeping them. He's not giving up any hits. He gave up three hits. And two walks. What you want from a from anybody? Like you're not getting that from Kluber. You're not getting that from. You're not really getting that from anybody. And then in the fourth inning, Hulk just disappears. You know. So like, I want. I'm okay. You know, Pavetta, uh, send him back out there for a six. If you have somebody warming, as soon as he gets in trouble, that's what you pull him. Brady, what are your thoughts? You know, I just find him to be one attractive man. Um, so every time he takes takes the bump, I don't give a shit what he really does. I'm going to enjoy every pitch. Uh, in in fairness, Nick Pavetta, this the score I think dictated him not going out further than right. Yeah, you know, I, I believe at the time it was it was still a scoreless game. Um, mm-hmm. So pushing him to when he gets in trouble, I got to be honest. It sucks to leave with your head down. You just let up a bloop and a blast, and you're down two nothing, and you're on the losing end of the pitch. So I think that's core. Let him go out and go, dude. You give us every fucking chance to win, man. Like, thank you. We got a good pen this year. Uh, I'm, the lineup sucks. The lineup really sucks. It's it's really bad. It's 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 not good enough. I, I felt that uh, so- more than anything. I'm not shocked. Corey Kluber's, you know, Corey Kluber. Chris Sale for sure concerned about, but the lineup's not deep enough. When you're one, when it's a scoreless game from a team that is like statistically they're bound so, to lose. So Brady, hold on a second. Uh, I'm not trying to interrupt you. No, I'm just no. gonna give. I'm gonna give the uh, the lineup for this game. Uh, yep. Got a game. So you had Kike uh, mm-hmm. at shortstop. You had Devers at third. You had Turner DHing. You had Yoshida in left. You have Ref Snyder in center field. He had Verdugo in right field. He had Arroyo at second, Casas at first, Wong at center. Or center catcher, sorry, I don't know why I said center. Interesting. And then you had Tapia come in and pitch uh, pinch hit for Ref Snyder, and then you had Dahlbeck a pinch hit for Casas, and he took over first base. Dude. So, I mean, Tapia did great in spring training. In the words of Ryan Brady, he's not the guy. 
No. No, and he's just an outfielder. The truth is what you just read me as – that sounds like a spring training lineup. If, with, it, with Ref Snyder's the fourth outfielder, but now he's like you're starting. You know, just, he, like to, he, he's starting. There's just too many versions of that, right? Like, you know, like Christian Arroyo career has not been an everyday player probably for a reason, right? I think like now we're – and I'm not saying like, like can't means he can't get hot or whatever like that, but I think there's a reason why he's never caught on as an everyday player, Right. You know, I think warts get exposed over time. And we're just seeing right now just a rash of – it's not even injuries. I think it's it's fingers crossed and hoping that things go well. Cassis will be a beast, but it's going to take a while. It doesn't happen overnight. Yoshida, he's it's going to take a while, you know, to, to already um, – to have a really set in, I think. You know, so I think the lineup does a guy like Nick Pavetta no favors at all. No, no you're right. Uh, I mean, our hottest hitter right now is batting uh, – Sixth, yeah, I think that was I'm one of the encouraging things about the game today, at least, was that Cora like wised up and was like, Okay, Verdugo has been has acted like a leadoff hitter all season. I don't care who's on the mound, I don't care if it's a tough lefty like Jeffrey Springs on the mound, I'm gonna put him back in the leadoff spot. That was the right decision, it was the right decision, and then did he go 0 for? He didn't have a great game today, for sure. But he, uh, he, but, 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 you know, regardless. I'm, of, I'm not saying fact, that 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 he, that wasn't the right choice to do. By the way. Yeah. No. But he. But but you you have to consider the other options. The fact that Kike is was like over his life until yesterday, <laughs> and um, you know, uh, they've decided that you know Yoshida Yoshida obviously tweaked his hamstring and, and missed yesterday and today. It sounds like he'll be back in there tomorrow. But it sounds like they're out on the idea of him leading off. Um, they don't want to lead off Casas. Um, they're not gonna, you know, I thought maybe they would try ref Snyder in, in the leadoff spot against, uh, against a lefty too, but going with like, Ke- like, I think there were some bad lineup, some bad, line, uh, like poor lineup decisions by Cora and the, the, mm. the chief one being, why are you hit? Like there's tough choices across the board with guys being out with Duval getting hurt and other things like that. But the decision to lead off Kike in the, in the, you know, this series, the first couple of games, I don't. It didn't do the rest of the lineup any favors because the guy was was scuffling so bad, and he and he finally gets some hits. Got a hit or two yesterday, whatever. When they finally moved him down in the order, so that was there. That was I think I look at that lineup and I agree that like I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it looks like a spring training lineup. I would just say that they're they were a hitter short with Story being out, and now they're two hitters short with Duval being out, and. Cora uh, made some decisions the last couple days to uh, give guys rest that made the lineup look really terrible. And um, those are decisions that the manager has to make during the course of the year. They're not going to be popular. Um, It's, it sucks, but yeah, there, there is a, there's a depth issue with this, with this lineup right now. And the lineup is super, super thin. Anytime you have to take out someone like Devers or Yoshida or even, you know, if they're going to give Verdugo a day off or something like that. It is, a, it is an issue, and it's going to keep being an issue. Brady, you looked like you wanted to say something. I thought they were a bat short with Story and Duvall. I'll be honest. This is not – it's not – Justin Turner is a mistake. He, he's got – he's just not a powerful hitter. He's not. I mean, I don't want to compare him to JD, but, like, I don't – it's not even like a who's to blame thing. It's not a good enough lineup. It's just – it's not. It's a lineup predicated on, on – on, Good starting pitching that could potentially have some really good starting pitching and a really nice bullpen. 
but the lineup itself is not a Red Sox lineup. It's not. It's a, it's a lineup that's kind of made to, to scuffle a little bit. It's counting on too many guys to do things that they've never done before. We're, we're making the assumption some guys take a while to really sell. And what if Casas takes a whole year? What if he has to go sent back down? Like that lineup is predicated on him being a major league productive hitter this season. The I want to, yeah, just- I want to point out like Casas. I, I don't, I think you're actually onto something a little bit with Casas, and I'm hoping it doesn't get to this point. One thing that, that it gets looked over a little bit with Casas, he only played 81 games in AAA. Mm-hmm. He, he missed time because of the Olympics. He missed to- a, a ton of time last year with an ankle injury. And because of the first base being such a black hole last year and Hosmer getting hurt, they had, they decided to call him up and he did some good things in the call up last year. Maybe the plan was always to have him be the starting first baseman this year, but there are development things with him that you do have to like, kind of wonder a little bit. I think I, I agree with you, Brady, like he's going to be a stud. He's going to figure it out, but this figuring it out seems like they're going to have him do it at the major league level. And that is a, that's a hard thing to sell. I will, I will say <laughs> Uh, and Ed has mentioned this numerous times. Uh, he has scuffled uh, when he gets called up. So, like, he went to double A, he scuffled, and then the next year he raked. And then same with triple uh, when he got called up to triple A, he was scuffling a little bit, and then he raked, raked until he got hurt. So, I, I mean, I don't know how long um, fans can be. We know that fans are super patient and uh, are, are <laughs> willing to to wait for players to be able to, uh, you know, show their true uh, true side. But no, I mean, Casas, like you said, eighty one games, ankle injury, um, and the fact that he scuffles and whatnot. Brady, continue. Sorry. No, no, it's all right. It's just, yo, a rookie like him, in my opinion, thrives when it's a very deep lineup, right? But with without having that depth, there's a lot of pressure on him to perform immediately. And I hate to say it, Reese McGuire, you look at the back of his baseball card, it's not very impressive. You know, I mean, you're Connor Wong. I played more games. It it may, it, 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 it does. It's sticky. It's sticky. Uh, It's a sticky situation. I've played more MLB games than Connor Wong. Right. Um, So, I mean, you have you have yeah. spots. I don't think that's true. But I don't okay. think th- I don't think that's true. You got more sun than the Red Sox got wins in Florida, but you have not played more MLB games to Connor Wong, unless you have a baseball clear- career that I'm I will. Aware of. I'll show you later on. Uh, you know, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've been, I've been at more games at Fenway Park than Connor Wong. There we go. We can say that, that is. Okay. I'm sure that's accurate. Yeah. I right. mean, I think I have too. So right. So I mean, yo, know, I just think there was a lot of there's a lot of assumption that things are going to go right, and with a guy like Casas, I want to protect him. Right. I want that lineup deeper, fuller. I think that that right now it's a comedy of errors right now. When you have injuries for a team that was already like, I mean, when Story got hurt, they did have time to address it way better than they did. And I think hoping and praying Christian Arroyo would be the guy was probably hoping and praying too much. Well, 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 no, 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 no. That's not what happened, though. Like when Story got hurt, they addressed it by signing Duvall and moving Kike to to the infield, and they traded for for Mondesi. Like that was the story. That was the, the Mondesi is a Mondesi is a, a lottery ticket. Like well, let's clearly, be real. and yeah, he they he's further behind in injury than I think they were expecting. Although I I don't think they wanted to put him on the sixty day IL. I think they ideally would have he would hope he would be healthy before the end of this year. But the idea with Mondesi was always that he was going to be in sort of a timeshare like you know, rove around the field situation for sure. But, 
but the but the the I always viewed the story replacement as Duval, like just the fact that like because of the fact that they allowed him to put him in center so they could put Kike on the dirt. But let's that was how let's I read that. Uh, fair point. Here's the issue with that: Adam Duval gets a one year, eight million dollar deal for a reason. He doesn't get a eight year, twenty five million dollar deal for a reason. They're not comparable baseball players. They're not. Well, it, just it, from a, just from like an offensive standpoint, at least, thought, like he would he would give you. I thought that Duval would give you like eighty percent of the offense you were expecting. To that's get a before. big. I think it's a big leap for a guy that missed most of last year and had a sketchy year last year. There's a lot of hope and prayer. Kike Hernandez, hope and prayer at a shortstop. He didn't play a lot of baseball last year. When he did, he didn't look right. So there was a lot of assumptions that things would just magically go right, right? Reese McGuire would just be a uh, – he would continue it. Although he's actually doing pretty well, right? Hey, Connor, nice Long, Connor Long is going to step up. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's a quadruple-A player, right? Yeah, it might be. Or maybe, Jay- you know, he gets he gets uh, traded or he gets picked up by the Yankees like Francie Cordero and oh, just starts mashing oh. Fuck that guy. I don't think anything I don't think anything you're saying is is wrong about like the assumptions built in and the let's hope that it works and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I think that's I think you're you're right about that. I think that um and I still think it, the the point that I would make on this particular episode is again, we're still it, mm-hmm. it's it's April 13th. Like, you know, there's a lot of season left. They got shit that they have to figure out. They got shit that they have to clean up. They got to start cleaning it up quick though. That's mm-hmm. that that I that I feel like I feel like a lot of the issues are they have to, the Red Sox kind of have to figure out what, what kind of team they're going to be in the short term while they're waiting for like Duvall and story and these guys to come back. This team is going to have to be grinded out win, try to win like, you know, three to two or, you know, four to three games. You have to win with defense with situational hitting. It felt like these last couple of games, especially the guy started like really pressing into at the plate and everyone's trying to hit a home run every time up. I felt like Rafi was doing that in the last couple of games. And then obviously he did hit a home run yesterday and that was great. That was, you know, they getting them close into that game. But I think like they have to, um, they have to decide, figure out what kind of team they're going to be. And so they have to, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> Throwing me off my game here. Uh, they have to try and was that your is that your Reese McGuire beard move? Like what is oh, that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the <laughs> this, be, this is my first and last midweek podcast edition. <laughs> edition. No, um, no, I think that they have to. They gotta. Uh, they the shit that they have to clean up in terms of fundamentals playing better defense, being a pitching and pitching and defense oriented team and try to grind out and win these games three, you know, by only scoring maybe three or four runs every game. And they're, they felt like the last couple of days, they were just like trying to hit, they're trying to win the game every at bat. And it's just not, it's not going to work. They're going to have to figure out who they are. I will say this, like get swept by, by the Rays absolutely sucks. But the race, if if anybody sits here and says the race suck, like you can literally They've swept everybody this yeah. year. They're just they're 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 playing well. They're also doing the things that when teams are playing well, that the luck is on their side. And that was a huge thing that happened today in the bad inning uh, with Kluber and Blyer, where like you know these the they're getting they're they're hitting balls that are like three feet uh, three feet off the ground and like these like one hundred expected batting average singles. It's like fucked up it's can someone tell me what the fuck happened with reese today in the umpire 
He was well. He was mad at a strike three call. I don't. That was the only thing I saw. But that was the. I. I don't. I didn't see anything else. I could hear it on the on the radio because I was at work. But it's like I didn't know what was going on. I didn't think. Know, the, I didn't think the home plate umpire was particularly bad today. There were worse. There were worse umpires in in this series than 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 this game. I think. It, umpires. I think the first three games were pretty bad. They were calling like outside pitches, outside the zone pitches for like. Uh, for the Rays, but not for the Red Sox. Oh, there was some, there was, it didn't help. Again, the Rays are getting that when the Rays are, are, you know, 12 and 0, 13 and 0, whatever, they're, they're getting every break. And that's just how, that's just what happens with these teams that they're just on the roll. Yep. They're finding, they're finding ways to win. And the Red Sox are fine. If they pitch well, they don't hit. If they hit well, they, they don't pitch well. You know, like that's, that's clear, you know, that's the way things are kind of rolling out right now. What's what's your take on Chris Sale? I'm concerned. Me too. <laughs> three three games in, he's at an 11.25 ERA. Um, he started the season off. His first game was an 11. You know, I don't know. People don't give a shit about ERAs nowadays. But Preach, no, seriously, it's it's got to be a concern here. I mean. I mean, everything is, everything looks bad with him. Like if it could just looking at, let's not even looking at the ERA, like all so much of the, the advanced stuff is showing just a really well below league average pitcher. He has been getting guys to strike out and swing and miss. Like when he's do, when he's going, okay. Um, he's got 19 is, strikeouts. So far. Yeah. So not that, bad. so there's that, but the problem, so guys are swinging ahead his stuff, but when they are, when they're hitting it, it's just like going really far and the velocity, all of, all of the numbers are, are down from last year and certainly from his peak in terms of his velocity, um, the movement on his, the movement on his pitches, the, you know, cause he used to have that, like the four seamer used to like, used to move. It would dart. It wasn't, a, it wasn't his fastball was never straight when it was, when he was throwing it 97, 98 right now, it's, like he's maybe lucky to, to hit like 94 with it. It's like 93. And if it, and it, so if it is it, if it's doing that and it's barely moving, then it's going to get fucking crushed. And that's what's happened with them. So I don't know. I, my biggest fear watching these, these three starts is that it finally really hit me after this last one. That's like, we're never getting the old Chris sale back. Maybe I never shouldn't, shouldn't have believed that I mean... to begin with, but. I didn't think we were getting the old Chris Sale back anyways. Uh, I think, uh, you know, last year in uh, 2021, uh, like, okay, he, he was able to pitch, but he didn't look good. And then last year when he, what, say, say something, Brady. When he came 2021, uh, 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 yo, he wasn't throwing the same type of shit. No, no. but he was, get, he was getting results. Yo, he, he, was, was, he, I, he was getting I results. So, yeah. And, so, and like, I, I, not, think, I think as he's getting older a little bit too, it's that transition of power pitcher to now location matters, right? Yeah, I got to be – CC Sabathia had to do that. Right. So mm-hmm. I can't I, – I think he's got enough pitchability in him to – but I think the long layoff, right? Like I, I think he's a guy that probably in a perfect world is on extended spring training for a while. Like I think it's like – I don't think he's ready yet. I don't think he's here yet. For me personally, I have a little more faith – in him than I do Corey Kluber. Like Corey Kluber for me had massive red flags this, the day they signed him. I, none of it's getting alleviated right now. Uh, I mean, he's got almost a seven ERA. 
I just don't – that's a guy that's got a lot of wear and tear on that arm. At least for, for sale, he's actually had – his arm has not really been the issue. He can't ride a bike. You know, like, you know, don't let him near – don't let him near a fucking tricycle. But, like – Don't let him near a TV. <laughs> like, I don't think he's going to be that guy. But I I think – I've seen enough power pitchers. You mentioned CC, uh, Clemens, Mucina had to figure it out. A lot of guys have learned to adapt. And I think that takes a little bit of time. Now, did Clemens really have to like figure it no. out? Because no, he, 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 no. he was he was still like, for, oh, yeah, he was juicing <laughs> up, and he never yeah he never lost his velocity like nothing. Like he was the same. So guy. let me get, let me ask you guys a question. So I've been keeping track of the percentages and whatnot on because uh, we were told that um, we the reason why Bloom went and got the pitchers that he did was because he wanted strike throwers. And on the three games that Chris Sale has pitched, what do you think his grand total is for like percentage of strikes? Mm. Percentage of strikes? Yeah. 52. I'm going to say like, I'm going to say 63. You're really close, Jay. He's at 62.8. That's he's thrown 229 pitches, 144 of them for strikes. So his first game, which is weird because his first game was this, he threw through the least amount of strikes. He had 58, uh, around 58%. Uh, the second game that he pitched against the Tigers where he started the game off with eight strikes. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he actually threw more strikes uh, that game than he did the first game. And then the game on uh, uh, yesterday, he threw 67, almost 68%. Uh, strikes but the 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 sale that i i remember he would have been probably around 69 70 you know back in 19 yeah yeah so, i i don't yeah I, to me like the issue with sale like yeah it sounds like he's throwing more balls but like the issue with him um i i have some level of confidence in him being able to avoid like avoid walking guys but the issue that i have is that the way that he's been pitching and the effect, the lack of effectiveness of his stuff is that he's just getting rocked. Like if he's not, he's, he's going to have, he's going to have to start working on the, on the edges of the strike zone. Like here's, and, here's a question for you. And I'm sure Brady's going to appreciate this question. Do you think that is, that is a sale thing or do you think it's the catchers? Uh, you just read my mind. The catchers, like in terms of, so I, I don't know because I'm I know, because sure. I, I, I know when Sandy Leone was catching Chris Sale, he, you know, he doesn't shake. We we all know that he doesn't shake off his his catchers. It, like you throw a number down, you you push a button or whatever, Sale's going to throw it. Mm-hmm. Do, so like if the catcher is throwing down, you know, a sign or pushing the button or whatever it is, pitch con, you know, maybe it's not the right. Um, what's the word i'm looking for sequence yeah that's sequence, the, yeah. the yeah it's probably not the best sequence to be throwing um you know like slider 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 you know something like that i know a slider has been breaking a little more outside or inside on righties uh, i think it's, it's got to be a little bit of both you know what i mean like I, I think a guy like chris sale having not one but both catchers who really don't know him at all i think there is some comfort in going hey I noticed something, right? I know you, Chris Hill. I've caught you so many times, mm-hmm. right? The, like, what the fuck can Connor Wong say to him? Way to go, bud. Like, I mean, like, who the fuck? Like, Reese McGuire? Like, there's nothing you're going to say to Chris Hill. You have no clout. You have no background with him. 
you have nothing. There's no so like bringing in two relatively new catchers here. I thought it was a little bit of a gamble. I I I would have liked to have preferred a veteran, uh, a Mike Zunino possibly you know, brought in if no one with any you know history with the Red Sox kind of was here. But I think that it's it's a risk, and I'm sure their comfortability is not there right now for a guy like Chris Sale who needs it, who's been away from the game for so long. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's a a good uh, point, and I I think that. I'm not really sure how the pitch calling is working right now because the way the way that the uh, the way that the pitch com works, from what I understand, the pitchers can call the pitches themselves. Like they don't need they don't even need the like they have right. the ability to to have like the thing on their you know to to shake shake things off or they they can send a signal. So I, I I'm not sure how it's working at the moment, but I do I thought what that, if, like, the, the catcher calling the game it was a little what, bit less significant now than it used to be. What if we gave the pitch com to Jason Veritek and he just calls the fucking game? <laughs> that like in like so that's how like college works. Like the the coaches call call the games from the dugout, but that's how the high school that's how it works too. Um, I you know it's not necessarily the worst, not necessarily the worst uh, thing. I mean. But, yeah. Best catcher to ever play for the Boston Red Sox. He was the last captain, and you know he has the best catcher court- to ever play for the Boston Red Sox was Carlton Fisk. Let's be let's be real. Nah, I don't like Carlton Fisk. Hot take. <laughs> he he has a bit of a reputation as a as a a surly fellow, as an asshole. He's a he's a fellow New Hampshireite, so I I have to pay some level of tribute, but. Although no, technically I, he was born over the river. How? Wait, hold on. How many no hitters did Carlton Fisk uh, catch? Did so Carlton <laughs> did Carlton Fisk play in the Little League World Series? Did he play in the uh, College World may, Series? I, I I played at a. All I can tell you is that I played in in high school at a field where he hit a home run that like broke someone's window like like four hundred feet over the center field fence. In Claremont, New Hampshire, Stevens High School. That's not where I went, but that's where. I, that's yeah. Anyway, uh, we can talk about my other high school baseball exploits some other time. Uh, but I, I think that uh, no Veritek. Like when you think of catchers with the red, because Fisk ended up spending most of his career in the with the White Sox. But like, yeah, Veritek. Um, I, you, well, I, you, I think we need to talk opposed, about Verit- I think we need to talk about Veritek a little bit. Would you be opposed to him? Well, yeah, with the catchers and whatnot. Yeah. But would you be opposed with Veritek actually calling a game? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just needs to be like it needs to be between like who's actually up there facing the like Veritek does his I, job before the games. And I think it's funny. To... I think it's funny that Reese and uh, Connor Wong are having troubles with like the 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 Kluber and Sale, but they're doing pretty good with like Crawford. Hauk. It's a good point. Uh, yeah, yeah, all these things are they're all connected, obviously. And yeah, like the catcher's got it has to have like some level of like they have to build come right. But like that's a, another thing that's like frustrating about this the start of this season is that there's so much stuff that's going on that you would think to yourself, shouldn't these guys have figured this out in spring training? Like, like whatever it is between the the issues throwing guys out, uh like defensive lapses and, and miscommunications like the the problem with you know some of like the the pitch clock stuff feels like it's it, like there was some issues the first couple of games it feels like it's been pretty much i, I haven't even noticed i haven't that. really noticed it the last few the, like the how about you week. brady no i haven't that hasn't been an issue at all really i yeah 
So so I just think like the the but especially the base running side of it, other things like they needed to fit like the fact that the Yankees like figured out this like way to steal bases that it doesn't even matter who is up there like the 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 running start and all that stuff and the Red Sox like I, I'm you know you guys know this like I support like the front office and these and and who's here and all this stuff but like there seemed like a lot of stuff that like just didn't had didn't seem to occur to anybody until the season started and it's a very disappointing. I, I kind of agree. I, you know, that, that would be my, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a core of lifer. You know what I mean? But uh, that there's a few, the losing track number outs, throwing the wrong base, those things, those feel like spring training things that need to be cleaned up. Um, you know, two, two brand new catchers feels like a bad choice out of we a, had a brand new shortstop yesterday. Oh God! Please. And also, Wong missed a lot of time in spring training too. That's another thing. Like he was hurt for like. I, I just I don't I don't know if guys like I think Brad Rogo, I don't know if Chris Sale and Corey Kluber and what they've accomplished in their careers are going to listen to Connor Wong. I, I I think that's a fan feeling like oh he's going to be great whatever and maybe he will be but I do think it takes time for hmm. aging pitchers who have made a lot of money let me let me say something here all right so yesterday when chris sale was you know he pitched he was pitching and whatnot uh reese mcguire like got up and went up to the mound i could just read like chris sale's mind like a get the fuck behind the plate yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly i don't don't think this is part of i think it's part of it but i don't it's like i don't think it's all of it like these guys have to like these guys do have to execute pitches they they have to you know, like, and, and so we just, we've seen so far that like Kluber sale, like some of these guys are either limited in what their ability is right now, or it's early and they're going to figure it out. I'm sort of leaning more towards the the former than the latter, that this is just who these guys are. They're going to have to, we're going to have to live with it. Um, and I think that the, the catchers are, there's the catchers are part of it, but I also think that like these guys have to execute. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hopeful again, that with, with Whitlock getting that start under his belt where he didn't look great, but it was his first like actual big league start in a very long time. And Bayo coming back this weekend. Um, hopefully Are we sure like, that's somebody... happening this weekend? Is that, well, we don't know. It could be, it could be either Monday. There's no T it's a big old TBD for, um, for Patriots day right now. It's either going to be sale, sale. or Bayo. Can I, can I ask you guys a question real quick? Mm-hmm. At what point, how many starts under Whitlock's belt would be fair to go like this? Hey, it looks like it's working or it looks like it's not working as a starter. Well, first of all, I I think entire season or I think last year it it should be swept under the rug when it comes to to starts because he wasn't he wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And they started him in the bullpen, then they pulled him out, just tried stretching him out to be a starter, then they put him back in the bullpen, hurt his head, whatever. Yep. He had his first start uh, the other day. Didn't look all that great. Uh, I believe what four four homers was it? I think it was four. Yeah, uh, five. Ooh. You have five. You have five runs. Five runs. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I think he yeah, gave up. Right. You gave up at least three homers. Um, I think it was four home runs. So. But, like, like, at what point yeah, do you think four. it's a, it's it's? I want I want to I want to say at least a dozen, a dozen. I would say at least a dozen. Yeah, I I think that's I think that's fair. I my own 
read on the situation is that I feel like he's going to be in the rotation all year unless he is just completely awful. Like unless he just like is giving up like six, eight runs, like every time out and just can't. If he's the Ryan Brazier of starters. Correct. <laughs> but, uh, but so, so that's, that's my point They're They're really like Whitlock is a starter. Like they're really in on that. They are. And that it's not there. I, I think that it would have to be, even if he is completely atrocious, as long as he's healthy, I feel like he's in the rotation. They want you remember, to see this. You remember when like Wakefield would get lit up and they would just like leave him in there? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like, like that? that... Yeah. Especially at the end, especially the last couple of years. It was like, Ooh. I used to, I, I, I didn't, I never understood it. It was like, he'd get fucking lit up for like 12 runs and they'd leave him in there. And I'm just like, do you guys remember that last year when he was trying to get the 200th win and every fucking time out, he would get completely destroyed and they just kept throwing him out there. Like, come on, Tim, this time, this time, buddy, like this time it was like, it was so bad. And then, and then finally he got it. And then, yeah, that was yeah I, I, I used it. So hot, hot take. I hated, I hated Wakefield. I, no, 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 no. As a kid, I hated watching his games because I felt like almost every time he'd get shot, I absolutely love Wakefield. Like looking at watching the games now and whatnot, it's like, wow, I completely understand. Like they would leave him out. He was a knuckleball closer. He was a a closer. That doesn't make any sense. You go find me another knuckleball closer. I'll wait. I'm just saying, as a kid, I didn't understand it. But it it made sense. It was like, oh, he was like throwing eighty one mile per hour fastballs, and he wasn't doing anything to his fucking arm. He could throw one hundred eighty pitches if they needed him to. Like that's what they're gonna end up doing with Whitlock if he sucks. <laughs> Just keep fucking going. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. We're down like 60, 60 to one. Just keep pitching. I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge hockey fan too. I remember years ago this guy in the New York Rangers, Alexi Kovalov. And he mm-hmm. and the, the coach got really pissed on Mike Keenan because he wasn't paying attention. He goes, fuck you, stay out there on the ice. He had him out for about nine, 10, 11 minutes straight. Kovalov's thinking, dude, they're loving the way I'm playing. Dude, they're I'm, they're not benching me at all. Right. <laughs> and it's like the message got lost in translation. I wonder what Whitlock it's gonna do the same thing. It was like, you know what? They see something. I'm gonna work my way out of it. I, you know, I, I, I'm I'm hopeful. Um, I mean, there's no way after one start. I mean, I, I can't even mildly draw anything after a singular start. Um, you know, it's 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 time. It's a good thing that they got their asses kicked, handed to them, and hopefully we don't have to go down to Tampa Bay for a while. And um, the bats need to come out. They, they don't have to go back till September. That's with the new the new schedule, the way it works this year. So thank God. All right. That's good. It would be nice. When's the last time the Red Sox have had like a nice lead? Like uh, six nothing. Uh well, the game Detroit? was it Saturday? The game Saturday in Detroit. It Detroit? <laughs> but it's like far and few between. You know, like like yeah. it just always seems like they're putting themselves a little bit of a hole. And I just I I actually feel bad for you know, the pen is pitching high leverage spots, you know, pretty often, unless you're Ryan Brazier, which I don't fucking know what to do. I, 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 <laughs> I think that Brazier, like, I, I, I hate to say this, people are gonna, people are gonna throw garbage at their at their podcast app for me saying this, but the Zach Kelly injury kind of was another lifeline for Ryan Brazier. 
Um, yep. Thought the uh, same thing last night. You know, exactly. and it's yep. like, it's so first off, yeah. Like first off, you know, uh, it sounds like Kelly's getting imaging tomorrow on his elbow, just a, a fucking horrendous scene. And I know that Zach was a guest on this podcast last year. So we obviously send all of our best to Zach and his family. And it's, uh, it's heartbreaking to watch that happen to a guy who not only, um, you hate to see it happen to anybody, but you especially hate to see it to happen to someone who a has worked so hard to go from playing in like what division three, uh, to being, to being in the big leagues and also someone like him who just seems like, like an A plus guy. Um, so hopefully everything is going to check out and maybe, I don't know, but like hoping for the best for, for him, but, but yeah, as far as like who gets, who's going to get stick around and get sent down. Like I, I had been thinking about it like this. They sent Crawford down for Whitlock when Brazier or sorry, when, when Bayo is back, they'll probably send down Ort is my guess because he has options. And then it's going to, so for the, for Paxton, who I assume will come off after him, it's going to come down to, is it going to be, are they going to send Crawford back again? Or and then, and then they could do that, and then when Joelli's back, that's that is when it's going to be the rubber's going to hit the road, and we're going to know how committed they actually are to Ryan Brazier, because unless somebody else gets hurt between now and then. It was weird because you know uh, he never gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I, I mean, mean, well, he I mean, well he did a couple neck, years ago, twenty one, right? He got, remember neck. he got hit, hit, got hit with the comebacker. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that during like a a, a rehab start? Or yeah, it was during a rehab start. Yeah. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he can't even like, rehab right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the actual fuck. Like, can I? I got it. I got some, some, Like, all right, I'm gonna say it. Like, Sorry. watching Ryan Brazier is fucking atrocious, it's and hard. like the heart, yeah. the the me having the heart I am, I feel bad because you know he's sitting there going, man, if I fuck up, everybody's gonna fucking, you know, like I. He's going to be remembered for one thing and one thing only. And that was telling El Gary to get the fuck back in the box. Yeah, That's it. Everything. Else, yeah. And even, even after he did that, he sucked that game. I believe he fucking gave a bomb up to Gary. I'm almost positive. He gave a bomb up to him at, mm. in that at bat. I'm going to go ahead and, and like to think that he didn't because I'm that, gonna, that's, that's I mean, a you fun memory. If, if you had the truth, I know you were an Elgari fan. Uh, oh, if, you're getting him here to to Boston. Who would you rather have, Elgari or Ryan Brazier? I think we know I'd rather have Elgari. <laughs> maybe launching a few. He struck. He he did strike. He struck Sanchez out in that at bat. Oh yeah, um, balls. You okay. tell us when we get the fuck back in the box and you strike him out. Yep, that's that'll do it. Okay, <laughs> I, I I. I'm pretty sure he gave up a fucking home run at some point after that. To Gary. <laughs> yeah. The the odds of Ryan Brazier giving up a home run to someone at some point in time is like fairly high. Uh, I mean, he's probably given up a home run to me. You know, I just don't remember it. <laughs> Jake, uh, can I ask you a question real quick? Sure. Certainly. I, I got to take here yeah. is I didn't like that. They kind of yo-yoed Whitlock starter reliever last year. I don't I, think anybody did. But I despise no. that they're doing the exact same thing with Tanner Houck. It's like, we didn't learn it last time. Let's fucking do it again, right? Houck is clearly in I a, don't a, think they wanted to do it this year, though. But, Hauk. like, that's the whole point, though. 
I think don't, they had to do it with Howie. You don't have to. You have Paxton Crawford, right? You have him right but there. But Paxton you, isn't fucking pa- healthy. Paxton Crawford. I said Paxton from twenty years ago. <laughs> there we go. There's from my age. Cutter Cutter Crawford. Cutter Crawford. Right. Yeah. Leave him up. Let him go. Let him stay in the rotation. Right. Uh, Yo, know, like just leave it be. But like we're we're doing the same thing again. Where and these are like in my opinion the high end promising arms that are young. I don't want to, if, if you're a starter, just leave him the fuck alone. If you're a reliever, leave him the fuck alone. Tanner Houck is a really good reliever, in my opinion, if left the fuck alone. Just leave him be. Like, I, I completely agree with you because I just don't, I, I, in, in Houck's case, like, I, I agree with you because I just don't see enough uh, ability to consistently get left-handers out, left-handed hitters out at the big league level with him. If if you have a situation where you bring him in a game and he's going to face one lefty out of there's two righties coming up and one lefty, yeah, sure, I I, I bring him bring him in in that situation. But if you're going to have him face a lineup where they can run seven seven or eight lefties out against you, it's bad news. And I just think um, he he has not consistently shown that. I know that he had. His last start was pretty good, right? I mean, I, I, I think, I, but that's going to happen if it's in starts. I agree with you that I don't know that the best thing for these guys' arms is to, and this is, so So what you're talking about, Brady, is the reason, so people were mad that the Red Sox sent Cutter Crawford back to Worcester at first, at, like, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a funny story. If you were listening to the game today, this is a, a, a side note. Cutter Crawford got got sent down after the game on uh on on tuesday right he flies all the way from fort myers to boston he gets he he gets there he drives out to worcester he checks into the hotel he's in the hotel for a half an hour last night he gets a phone call hey guess what you got to get on the next plane and come and come back literally Is that, wait, that, did this really a, fucking happen yeah they said oh that jim i said this on the game today they they he was in the he was in his hotel room for half a fucking hour. He had just finished unpacking and he gets a phone call telling him you need to get on the next flight coming back to Tampa. So he actually so he actually got on the plane this morning and went there and made it in time for a one o'clock start. And he ends up pitching three innings. And other than a bomb he gave up to 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 Brandon Lau, he actually looked pretty good. But so so the but so the reason why they sent him back, and instead of it being Kelly or Ord or Brazier that went, is because the Red Sox want to keep Cutter um, stretched, stretched out, out. In, in 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 Worcester. So I think that's a good sign, based on what you're saying, Brady, because it seems like okay, we think that Cutter is a starter, so we want to keep him in that role. Now the injury and the forty man situation necessitated them bringing him back up to right. uh, to be a, to be a long reliever in this game today. Um, but I think that, yes, I think they do need to make a call on guys and stick with it as opposed to this sort of yo-yoing. Cause I don't think it's good for these guys, their arms, their shoulders, their elbows, all See, that. That's, stuff. that's my thing. I, I, I agree with like 80% of what you said. Like, I definitely think that, you know, how could 1000% he, 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 when he lets it eat out of the pen, he can get anyone out, right? He left. I don't give a shit. He could face three left of those and get them all yeah. the fuck out. He, he's that talented. But it yo-yoing guys around, especially the guys, the young guys that you expect to be the big future, right? And that's not a knock at all on Cutter, right? It's not. But when Kowski and Cutter are not Hauk and Whitlock, those guys, leave them the fuck be. You can move the other pieces around as need be. But the guys that you're really thinking about that can be the young future, they as well, like, just leave them alone. If they're going to be relievers, 
then throw in, if you have to have a mop up guy, so be it, right? Like if you're going to bring a guy up and go, hope he can get me three. It's fine. I don't want to fuck with Hauk. I don't want to fuck with Whitlock. I don't want to fuck with Bayo. Just leave him the hell alone. That's it. Just leave him alone. I'm, I, I agree. I'm with you completely. And I think that the, that it, the time has come with, with Hauk to move him into the bullpen full time. I think that Whitlock, this is the way I feel about it is that this 2023 is the last stand for Whitlock as a starter. He has to do it this year and he has to, he has to perform. He has to try to hold up for, uh, at this point, probably you're looking more like 150, 160 innings at this point in the year. Maybe, maybe you're lucky you get, you get to like 170 with him. Um, if he can't do it this year, then you put him back in the bullpen and you leave him there and he's your, mm-hmm. he could possibly be your, you know, Kenley is here, here and next year. Maybe eventually he's maybe, you know, by the, by the end of next year, maybe Whitlock is your, is your closer, uh, again. So I'm, I, I agree. Uh, Tanner Hauk is, is I like so I like Hauk has the has the demeanor for sure he like, does. to be to be a to be a, a shutdown reliever and he and people forget this like he did it last year like for like a month when the team was mm-hmm. playing well he was the closer and he did a really fucking good job with it so mm-hmm. I'm all I'm all for it I I want Hauk in the bullpen yesterday and I do think that is what's going to happen but I but again to me this is it and I and I agree with what you were saying before Brad which is like they made the decision out of necessity because of the fact that Whitlock was coming along more slowly than they expected or, and Bayo has a, has an arm thing and Paxton gets hurt. Like, I don't know that they wanted necessarily to have Hauk be a starter. Um, but based off of like who was available, that was the decision that was made was to keep him as a starter in spring. The, the weird thing is, is that uh, Chris uh, from uh, beyond the monster, he he talked to James Paxton and he asked him about the uh, or they wrote an article. I don't know if they actually talked to him. I'm assuming they did, uh, but uh, he uh, he asked him about if uh, the Red Sox had talked to him about him being independent. He was like, "That's not something we have talked about yet." So like now now who who else would go down? You know, like you got. How what are we going to send Pavetta down? The guy that pitched the most innings last year, no. not, not not down. I'm saying like into the like put him in the bullpen. Yeah, the, there's going to be interest. I don't know. I don't know how um, how it's going to work when ideally all of these guys are healthy because they will have six guys that are starters. And you, yeah, like you said, like the yeah, Paxton was like they haven't talked to me about the bullpen. Um, I want to give credit to, to, uh, to Sammy James on Twitter, who had an interesting idea, which was what if Paxton only starts one day a week? Like, it's like, because that's what the A's are doing with, um, the guy that they signed from, I I'm going to butcher his name. So I don't want to say it. They signed a Japanese pitcher over the off season, um, who, oh, who they're, who they're only pitching one day a week. Um, and that kind of gives other guys, I thought, i thought that Sammy was onto something with that, um. Uh, the idea of like Paxton pitches one day a week, every like you just say like Saturday he's going to pitch. This is kind of like how it works with college. Shintaro F- Fujinami. Yes, Shintaro Fujinami. Um, that sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> Finish him. Uh, so the yeah, so the idea is like you everybody else pitches on rotation. They pitch whatever, and then Paxton pitches one day a week. The issue with that is that you're you're somewhat wasting one of your 13 pitcher spots on a guy that you only, you know, 
you're only going to be able to use them once a week and the other, the rest of the, the other six days you can't use them. So oh, I don't know. It's not ideal, but they are going to have a situation where they're going to have to decide like who's going to, and, and the thing if, that sucks is that, they, that if it's based off of merit, it's like, should Chris Sale or Kluber be in the rotation, you know, but it's like, but they're the ones making the money. So they're going to be, what if like, okay, what if, hmm, what if you throw Paxton in as like an opener? Right. And then you throw in Tanner Houck no. as like a three inning reliever. So like a piggyback situation. Yeah. I mean, they were planning on doing that. I believe they were planning on doing that last year with Houck and Sale. Brady, you shook your head. No, what? Uh, James Paxson, I'm willing to right now put whatever you want on the line. He's not throwing more than 20 innings this year in a major league uniform like that's it i feel beyond comfortable he's not gonna it's not gonna happen so it's kind of like cool fodder he's not going to the guy can't make it through a spring training it's barely even through like two rehab starts it's just it's not there how i want in the back end of the pen in the fireman role that whitlock played so well not as the piggyback guy you want a piggyback guy cool not that arm is that's back end shit that that is that's you keep that there. That's not a fourth, fifth, sixth inning kind of guy. James Paxton, if if he throws you a start, cool. But I can't throw anything special at all around. That is hope and prayer shit. Like that's that's like saying like maybe just maybe uh, Justin Turner could play center field for a game or something like that. Like <laughs> like it's the same. Like it's not happening. Like it's it's just not going to happen. He's not going to do it. It's not good. Maybe right handed. He's not doing it. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I, so he's going to make a, um, he's going to make a rehab start. Uh, I think it's tomorrow. Um, I don't That's know. In Worcester. I, it's in Worcester. I don't, um, I don't, I, I don't agree with that. <laughs> what you just said about Paxton. I just think like he is, uh, is, is he a huge risk to get hurt? Absolutely. Uh, that's kind of all he's been the last few years. And he's going to run into the same issue that sale is running into now where it's like, okay, you're going to pitch him. And then he's, you know, how does he like work into the rhythm of, of starting every fifth day after not doing it since like 2019. Um, but the bottom line is, is that at some point he is going to be, he's going to be healthy. Uh, he's going to be, he's going to be have enough rehab, appearances under his belt and they're going to have to decide what to do and they've told him they've not told him he's going to be in the bullpen so i think that um i think he's he starts and i think it's maybe maybe it's pavetta that's backing him up as a piggyback or it's or it could be even be whitlock potentially brady uh, hates that i agree I just, because it sucks because because pavetta is the only guy that can stay healthy the tr the truth is james paxton listen he's thrown 21 and two-thirds innings the last three years so honestly, just show you can pitch, pitch out of fucking pen. Like if you're let you let him be the piggyback off of whatever. Like I'm not, I'm not fucking with whatever for a guy who really doesn't pitch a lot of baseball. The odds are he's probably not going to almost everybody I have in mind. It's a Yankee fan. will let you know. They're like James Paxton, bro. Like that's like 2009. That's pre COVID shit. Like you got to go way back to finding a time where James Paxson was a player. And if he forces his way on the scene, great, cool. But I can't, I don't build around James Paxson. I, I, if you can okay. add to the mix, let him pitch long man out of the pen. Absolutely. 
earn your way on, onto, onto the team 1,000%. The only reason you're here is because you know you opted in because you were thought you'd get even less money if you sign on another team because you don't play baseball. So like the whole like I stayed here because the medical staff knows me. That's <laughs> so stupid. Like you stayed because you knew money wasn't coming anywhere else. If it's going to play out, great. Pitch out of the pen, build it up, show that you can. Cool. Piggyback off of somebody else, but not the other way around. Let him come out. That's my take. I think he throws 21 just to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> we got 21 innings. I think no, how fucking hilarious would it be if he throws 20 and a third just to be an asshole? Yeah, I would be like I mean that would be more than 20 innings. Yeah, like damn it. There you go again, James Paxton. Big, big maple. Uh big maple. I yeah, I, I don't know. Um We'll I think the reason wait. the reason why they have told him not not to be in the bullpen is because he's they don't want him in the bullpen is because we're talking about roles and things that are are natural and and what are the right things that people are used to. Mm-hmm. He has never pitched out of the bullpen, so that's the reason that ultimately to me is the reason why. But but I I understand your viewpoint, Brady, which is that he has to kind of he should in in a perfect world, he needs to earn his way back into being a big league starter after not really doing it for like three years, because that happens uh, yeah. all the time. Think about a guy like I'm, I'm a guy that I can think of a guy like Matt Moore, who was kind of had mm-hmm. the same thing happen. Uh lefty who just, you know, was a starter for a long time, gets injured, goes and pitches in like Mexico, I think, or something like that. And then works his way back, but he has to work his way back as a reliever. And he's carved out a pretty good niche for himself as a reliever. Um, Maybe that's who Paxton is eventually, but they want to try him as a starter at first. Yeah, we'll 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 have to wait and see. Uh, maybe he, you know, he's getting his start tomorrow, which would be uh, Friday. Which, when you listen to the episode, will be today, and we'll probably find out by the end of the weekend what's happening with Paxton if he's going to get another rehab start. Which, if he does happen to have need a, another rehab start, I'm with Brady. I think he'll only throw 20 innings or 20 and a third just to piss Brady off. Um, but <laughs> I don't. Just to be clear, I don't. I don't know that he can get another rehab start after this one, just because oh. of because of like the like the number of like you can only be. I don't know the it off the top of my head, but there's only you can only be on a rehab stint for a number of for a certain number of days and i want oh, to say okay like, i want to say it's like 20 and if we if it started oh yeah at the then, beginning then, of then he has to come back he's got to so, come back fair enough um, so we don't know what his role is going to be uh go felt ahead, like it's you know i know the guys have done extended spring training you know in the like i don't know all the yeah. you know but it feels like that would have been a real like i don't know when you can choose i don't know enough details about that but like rushing him up to the big league level that doesn't seem like that. Like that's not going to help his career. Like you know, he hasn't pitched in forever. Um, let him go down. Let him be successful. Let him just you know. It's going to take getting up, getting down, feeling the soreness after a start, coming back, pitching through. Like he, I think you got to get back into all that. He really hasn't done much, much at all. And my whole thing is great if you can help, cool. But I don't want to move anything, any pieces around on the chessboard right now. Th- this season is really predicated on it, Bayo. Can he really make the leap? It, can Whitlock be like a, a, a real part of the, you know, of the rotation? If they have two fifths of the rotation to be relatively inexpensive young guys, that's a good building block for them for the future. 
I, and, and you know, maybe Pavetta is a solid number five that sometimes pitch, pitches like a two and sometimes like a seven. But when the year <laughs> when the year is done, if he's a solid number five, that's three. It sounds like you, it sounds like you think Nick Pavetta is a, a ten, Brady. Oh, he's an eleven. Uh, <laughs> and you know, but he he serves his role quite well. But if you told me, at the I end totally year, agree. Yeah, that that was what you walked away with is that Bayo is legit. He's a a. a Top of the rotation pitcher, Whitlock's a, a three, a, a steady three, and, and Pavetta's a five. You can now start to work with that, you know, and that to me is the goal for this season. Hopefully, Cass's two settles in, you know, and whatever happens, happens. And um, they got, thank God they're out of Tampa. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that the, what the team has to be going forward to win crystallized a little bit for me over the last few days. They have to, Obviously, the Rays are playing amazing baseball, but if you look at the way the Rays are playing, that's a way that that's what what the Red Sox need to try to emulate, which is just like we're not trying to do too much. Like, try to win the games with pitching, with with fundamentals, with making the right decisions, and then also not trying to swing out of your shoes every every pitch. Like getting working counts. I thought I saw a little bit of them doing a little bit better with working counts. I thought in that start against McClanahan, they were they did a pretty good job of of. They didn't like really do a ton against him, but they at least knocked him out of the game in like the sixth. Like he got pitched into the sixth and they knocked him out. They did a good job with that. That's what they need to get back to. They need to get back to playing a brand of baseball that I would expect that Alex Cora would be, would want them to play. Um, so, uh, and, and yeah, figure out what you have this year with the pitching, especially, and what that's going to mean for the future, what that's going to mean for the future. Um, all right, so uh, do we have anything mm-hmm. else we want to talk about with the series, or, or have we fucking go to Minnesota? It sucks. Just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go to yeah, like, and and all right, hold on. What's the best thing that came out for the Red Sox for the series? There we go. There's something positive. Kk uh, back in center field. Kk back in center field. I thought Ju- Justin Turner like got a f- got a few hits. Alex uh, Verdugo, man, man, you do not have any love for uh, Turner, do you? I, I, fuck that. James Pat, no, 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 no. Justin Nobody Turner. said anything about Paxton. You I was gonna say, it. I probably think that there's more likely case that at the end of the season, Paxton throws forty innings, and I'm there going, wow, Justin Turner, totally wrong on that fucking guy. I know, you know, you know what is there? Uh, I don't under. I'm not sure. I, I guess that maybe I don't really know that. Like, what's the problem with Justin Turner? Like, he's, his his bat's dead. Well, based path. on There's what? No... Based off based off of like him going in a slump early in the season? No, look, look at last season. There were the, the power wasn't there. Um he had more know. he was he had a better year at the plate last year than JD Martinez had. That's for sure. Oh, I'm not comparing that. I'm comparing him to him. And I think <laughs> well, yeah, needed, he's in decline. I, like, think, I, don't, I, I wouldn't disagree. I think they need I think they need I think they need to upgrade at that spot. I think that would help Cassis a lot if you had a guy raking in as a DH that take pressure off Cassis quite a bit. I think get bringing a guy like Turner was a lot more vibes and we can see how vibes in spring training don't translate to shit, right? Vibes usually come from winning. That's just, that's the truth, but he's not the guy to kind of the the winning. Like, I just don't think that was the right fit. I I just don't think he's got a lot of extra base hit power in there. And he's got two out of, I think it's 48 plate appearances, two extra base hits. Um, It's concerning to me. I'm not comparing to JD. I don't think, I think the needle didn't move. I think you just got another JD. Maybe he plays a little first where JD doesn't play, anywhere really but i don't think they big part of it i think they didn't really upgrade and i i think that that was a spot that needed an upgrade um 
And oh, listen, I hope he gets going. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he fucking launches and hits 39 homers. I'm like, oh shit, he figured out the monster. I just, I'm worried. I'm worried about how that impacts Casas and how that impacts Devers. Right after signing a huge long term extension, I, I don't think it's going to affect Devers. I don't think anything no. like people going into slumps is affecting Devers. May okay, maybe Poppy, not. Poppy talked about that quite a bit actually. Once Manny got traded, until he had some protection lineup. Yeah, you didn't have protection. Yeah, I I see it. I can see. I, it. I mean, my like, new age baseball take is that lineup protection is a myth. But we could do another hour about that. I'm going to believe Hall of Famers a little bit, and you know the best you know. Red there are Hall of Fame pitchers that will tell you that they that 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 it's bullshit. That they think that they think that uh, that they pitch guys the same regardless of who's out behind them. And the, not everybody agrees with that. There are pitchers that say yes, I I I look at it the way that I I look at who's coming up next, and it changes how I affect the guy I approach. And there are other guys who say no, I I pitch guys the same all the time. That what is- I guess what I'm talking about is if a hitter is telling them that they feel they have a sense of comfort from the guy behind them, only a hitter can speak to that. Right. Uh, that might, uh, pitcher's mentality may be one thing. I'm talking about it from the hitter standpoint. Right. If Dave Ortiz is saying how he feels in a lineup based upon X, Y, and Z, and he has evidence to back that up uh, based upon his performance, I kind of have to go with a guy who, who's saying that is. So I worry a little bit about Devers pressing because 100%, he's a human being. You know, how many guys signed a big contract that first year they struggle and then year two, they're much better. Right. When there's no protection behind them, that's tough. And I, I don't want to put too much on Casas too soon. That's the one thing I really don't want to say. Fair, fair enough. Um, so the news uh, that we had from this, we already talked about it. We had Zach Kelly. He was placed on the 15-day IL. Um, with that being said, um, let's look ahead uh, to the Angel series. We got a four-game series Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Monday morning. I don't know who the fuck is throwing things around over there, but that is loud. It's not. A, oh. It's not on my end. So it's a vacuum. Swear. <laughs> um. So the Friday night game is on Apple TV, so I probably won't be watching that. I'll be listening to it. Um, Saturday's game, I'll actually be going to. And fun fact, fun fact, Brady. Uh, last year on April 15th was opening day at Fenway Park. Uh, it was, it's also known as Jackie Robinson Day. And um, Nick Pavetta pitched that game. Uh, so I find it a little odd that on April 15th of 2022, Nick Pavetta pitched. And on April 15th of 2023, Nick Pavetta will be pitching. And I will be going to the game again. It completely not on purpose. I didn't say, oh, I was supposed to actually be going with Tim, but uh, Tim was a, a a douche and he was like, oh, I can't go. And I was like, all right, well, I'll buy the other ticket from you. So I'm going with a buddy of mine. Uh, and, and, and last year, how are the results last year? Not good. Not good, Bob. So we got to change that shit. Let's go. Let's change that right, shit. Yeah. It'd be nice, no, but he's games. facing Otani. Uh, you, we got Renfro, we got Trout. What if Renfro really goes fucking bananas and it's like I five think he's, oh, I think, Yeah, then I think he's I'm gonna go bananas. Deleting my Twitter account after that. Goodbye. See you guys later. <laughs> um, I, I feel like Renfro is gonna hit a couple homers. I feel like Shoei is gonna at least hit one. Trout, I don't think is gonna hit anything. No, 
I think I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna blank him. I think he'll hit like a double. What if like, Rend- no more Rend- than a double? What if Rodon Rend- uh, Rendon hits hits a fan though? That's possible, right? <laughs> uh, it might be me. <laughs> what what it, what would it take? Yeah, you know, just make sure you wear the the shirt, right? You know, yeah, be yeah, all yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no such thing as bad press. <laughs> that guy really, there's no way you can spin it that he doesn't come, come across looking like an asshole. Like oh, I, yeah. oh, that, that was, guy, ter- that was I, terrible. I, yeah. I, I, I forgot who I was talking to, but I was like, man, he looks like a such a he looks like such a dick by doing that. And they're like, oh, he was just protecting himself. I said, from what words? Like someone calls you a bitch. Like, come on. Yeah, these guys have to like. I don't. That is. There's nothing good that comes out of that situation. Nothing. Like, did, did he we get learn the nothing? Suspension or no? He did get suspended. I, I think it was like. Was it like two games or three? It was supposed think, to be five days. I think. Well, I th- he got he like agreed to like a reduced suspension and he dropped his appeal. I don't remember how much it was exactly, but I just think like the the fan player interaction thing. It's like like a bad thing like that. Like physical contact like did we learn nothing from ron artest like what the fuck guys like did don't, you did don't you see shohei otani well shohei is like get i'm just like i have 500 million dollars coming to me leave me out here i'm not i don't want nothing to do with this like all right let's uh did let's you see did you see the uh oh, the uh, bryce harper i think it was last year some guys ragging on him and he's i don't remember quite how it but he was like watch this and he goes up and he hit a fucking missile homer it was like yep like that love that right that, get that's how you get your revenge yeah right ignore it whatever but like it, there's an easy guy for me to target like i really hope he strikes out every single time like that's that's my hope all right so we got tanner Howell versus patrick uh, patrick sandoval uh nick pavetta versus tyler anderson whitlock versus detmers uh and so far, according to fan graphs, uh, we know that it is a TBD, but fan graphs has Chris Sale down, which that could change, and it could be Bayo, uh going up against Shohei Ohtani. Oh, jeez. Today, Ian Brown said today that they have that the that there's no that they have not decided who is going to pitch for the Red Sox on. Right. That's why I said for fan graphs, this is what they have uh, projected. It says projected starter. So, okay. I mean, who would you guys change. throw? I'd go sale. Like I'm not, that's not the way I want Bayo to start his fucking season. Uh, so what? So sale pitched, sale pitched yesterday, right? Yep. It so... would have been, it would be five days. Yeah, I I guess I don't know. I I'm not. Uh, That's I, terrible I, that we're going. Eh, I guess when it comes to Chris Sale, <laughs> I would. I think that Bayo in that atmosphere. Hopefully, so so I'm I'm going to be going on Monday. I'll be there. Um, it sh- hopefully. The so who would you on. rather see? I'd rather see Bayo personally because I just think he's gonna like Bayo versus Otani. Like the way that like the way that Bayo pitched at the end of last season. The fact that I think he's like somebody who when he's pitching well and like is doing the strut, like he's going to put like a charge in the crowd. Like I would, I would, I get what you're saying, Brady about like, maybe it's not the best situation to throw him into, especially if he struggles, but like I, I, I would, based on if I've uh, based off how Chris sale looked like yesterday, like I, I would, I would rather see Brian Bayo pitch that game against. Otto. I mean, would you, would you want Chris sale facing up against Hunter Renfro or Mike Trout and Mike Trout version two? 
Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't want to. It's sad. But I, I'm saying to Brady. Oh, I, I, I'm pretty much uh, for me. I'm. I'm. I don't want to see Bayo overthrow. Like be too amped, right? You know, whatever. Like I. It's almost like that's uh, an issue for him. Yeah. Right. So like I want to. Pro- it's more. I want to protect Bayo from from himself. I want to get him off to a good a good start, a good note. And Chris L, you know, whatever he's chomping so, at the bit. So what? To get out there. What if? What if? Uh, they push everybody up. Uh, so Garrett Whitlock is expected to pitch on Sunday. What if they say, all right, Whitlock, you're going to pitch Monday. We want Bayo to pitch Sunday. No. Okay. I mean, it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Oh, yes. no. Okay. I mean, it's protected. It can happen. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I You're saying pitch. Pit, w- pitch Whitlock on to move everybody up. Thanks. Pass. Pass. All right. Uh, how many games are the Red Sox winning and how many games are the uh, Angels losing? <laughs> See, now that now that's a trick question. Um, I think the I think it's a I'm going to say it's a split. I think the Red Sox will win the game against I think they're going to win the game against Tyler Anderson uh, on Saturday. And then I'll say they they win Sunday, too. Uh, so I'm going to say they lose Friday and Mon- and they're going to lose Monday. I don't want them, but I'm saying that hoping as at a, as a like reverse. They're going to lose on TV. Friday simply because they're on Apple TV. <laughs> I, I I hate that. Well, I like, hate that I, they make it to, now that you have to have a subscription. Yeah, um, it used to be that last year, the first year they it was did free. it, you didn't. It was free. Now they're like you have to you have to have subscribe. I already yeah. I already do, but it's it's I think it's lame. Hmm. Hmm. Brady, you can't have my Apple credentials, Brad. <laughs> don't worry, I don't want them. I, uh, I, I don't like where this is going right now. I just don't know if the. Uh, I'm gonna say split, but I'm afraid I'm wrong. So, uh, so I'm gonna be the pessimist here. You're going. You're going. What I'm thinking. You, oh well, I'm not going sweep. So that, no, you're going. That. You're you're going one and three here. Yeah, yeah, I know. The pitching, the pitching matchups are. You need a lot to go right. You know, I mean, Whitlock to snap in and be ready to go after just one start, and you need Sale to wake up or Bayo to not be overamped. You need Pavetta to not have yes, a stinker. Bayo pitches, by the way. We still don't know. It's either Sailor Bear, so there's that. Can we stop with these four game series, by the way? Yeah, seriously. Like it's too early I mean, in the season for this shit. We we've got a three game series right after it. No, but I want the three game now. I want to take two or three from Well, they Minnesota. always do the four game series wrap around for Patriots Day. So that is true. Yeah, that is true. Goddamn traditions. <laughs> fucking, fucking bullshit. I went to uh, Patriots Day. I think it was 2000. Is Bobby Valentine 2012? Yep. Yeah. I went. I went to 2012, and I remember just being like, "This guy's such an asshole." <laughs> like, it was so early in the year, but you just fucking knew it. Like, Euclid was like, "Spring training was stupid." Like, it was just it's Bobby V. Keep away. Do you? Th- are, are they gonna wear? Do we know anything about the City Connects? Are they gonna wear them just on Monday or? No, they wear the Boston strong the Boston uh, uniform, right? On Sundays or Monday. Well, I mean, so Saturday is Jackie Robinson Day, right? So I, I yep. think they'll probably just wear the normal uniforms with the, yep, right. the forty-two on the back. 
Um, I thought I had seen something about them wearing wearing the City Connects at, at some point this weekend, but I don't know. Um, I think it would be. Su- it sounds like Sunday would probably. I mean, if Tanner Houck was like, "Hey, I want to wear the City Connects Friday because we have a better record when wearing them," then that would I would check out. Yeah. Right. Friday night Reds are not. I I don't care. Pop, unpopular opinion. I love the red jerseys. Love, 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 love. I don't give a fuck about the colors of the jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I don't really just care. Just play the, ball. We can extra cool, but like that's yeah, just like yeah. You know, I, I, I honestly. All right, I'll honestly, sign up for that. Fuck the jersey. Who gives a shit? Wear a softball jersey. Just win. I mean, <laughs> I bought the City Connect just because it pissed everybody off, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> the Boston Yellow Sox. <laughs> How can, if my memory is pitched rather well in in the city connect? So that's right to me. I'm cool with just. I'm pretty sure they've all been pretty good when the uh, city when they were in the city connects. I can't remember how many times they've lost. Um, or I mean, I Not know it's much. I, I know they've won more uh, than they've lost with the city connects on, but. Um. So I'm one in three. And both of you are split. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Let's go with that. Okay. Cool. Cool. So uh, no one has the Sox win this series. Got it. They need to. They need I to play know. better. If they were, if they were, if they were playing a level of baseball that made me feel like they, they've just stuff's just not going right. And if I stuff's will, not going right, they gotta, you know, they gotta show me. You know, I will throw this into the universe. Uh, I did call a sweep um, in the Pirates series, and I was correct, uh, just the wrong team. So if I go one and three and they end up going three and one, you can thank me. It counts, right? It counts. Yeah, it, it, it'll count. It, it will count. So I got uh, a wild take is I think, God damn it, I don't give a shit. Bobby Dahlbach, let him play, right? Like, I don't care. I don't. What position do you want him to play? Shortstop? No. Um, <laughs> right? No. Like, no. I don't really have an answer to that part of the question. Are we putting them in like, left field? I, You know, I've been saying for a long time, I would. We'll put I him would. in center just because you want him in left. He's got a cannon. Let him play yeah, left yeah, field. Yeah. Let him let him throw. I'd say, I'd say try him at second base more. Like, this is the second base is the position sure. where, I'm like, where I'm like, what are we doing here? Because, like, Arroyo just – Arroyo defensively has been okay at second base, but he's, he's made the plays he needed to make. But I think like offensively, it just doesn't seem like he, yeah, he's never been an everyday player. The thing that I want to see is it seems like Yu Chang may have possibly played himself off the roster the last oh, couple of days, yeah. like just making bad plays and looking totally overmatched. I, you know, as you guys, as you guys know, I, I uh, am a co-host on a show where we cover the minor leagues on this, this podcast. Uh, David Hamilton has been ripping the cover off the ball in Worcester and his best possession is he's played mostly uh, shortstop and his best position is probably second base. I would love to see them just, you know, get Chang off the roster, bring up Hamilton. It's early. He only has like 30 triple A at bats, whatever. Uh, but I just like, <laughs> I'd like to see him come up and get at bats and be the guy that like, okay, he can steal bases he is a dynamic presence. He, you know, I hope he can get on base against major league pitching, but um, yeah, that's a guy who uh, that's, that's somebody I would love to see him get a chance on the roster because they, they need a guy like that. 
And I, I think you, I think you Chang is like, is yesterday's news. I, I, you think you hit the nail on the head. If you can go ahead right here and get a spark plug in here and you got a guy stealing bags, the crowd gets, you know, who doesn't love a stolen base? My listen, sign me up a little, little, little Bobby at first, a little Hamilton at second, maybe give Cassis a, a breather a little bit and let's, let's fucking roll. Like, I'd be cool with that. I don't know. I like watching Bobby, uh, tall ass Bobby throwing to tall ass Tristan Casas. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, third base is, is 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 Bobby's natural position. Like you know, that's the thing, and he can't play there because they wasn't they, it also Casas' um, natural position. He played, yeah, he played it in in high school. But I mean, I mean, look at that guy. He's not a third. He's not a. He's nothing but a first baseman. All right. Did All they right, ever dude. try Bobby in left field like that? We know of? not like, yet. Not yet. I thought that was the plan. If he stayed in Worcester, was he was going? Yeah, he was supposed outfield. to get out uh, outfield reps. I think he was going to get right field in uh, Worcester because, oh, well, the right field in Worcester is where their monster is. Okay, right. Okay, so it, it's Worcester the opposite wall. for Fenway. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Uh, anything else we want to bring up? No. All right. Well, <laughs> go socks. Go socks for for real. Let's get this. Let's do go it. Socks. I feel defeated. <laughs>